episode five. Is it episode five? It's episode. Oh, you're making me doubt myself now. I'm sure it's episode five. Episode four. No, episode four was last week. I'm sure of it. You know what though? I have got oh, yeah. episode four. I've got episode four written on the video, so I need to change it. Is that what you were looking at? Is that what you saw? I was confused. I was just about to say. You know, we we like to start things off professionally with a technical error. I know um, it wouldn't be the bunker without some technical <laughs> difficulties. Right now, Jake, look at the screen and tell me what episode it is. Ben, it's episode five. Yay! <laughs> We're back. We're back. We are back. Second and week in a row. Yep, second week in a row, non-stop, episode five, and what a week it's been. Oh, we've had um, some crazy things happen this week. Um, so, I'm the sure... The biggest one everyone's heard of is probably one that you would like to talk about. Yeah, Wall Street Bets, GameStop stock, that's, that is a tongue twister. Let's try and say GameStop stock five times fast. GameStop stopped thinking. No, already messed up. They couldn't even do it twice. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. It's hard. But anyway, big hedge fund investors, Wall Street, are being made a mockery of by (laughs) people on Reddit, by people that just fancy a laugh, by people that might like to do a bit of investing here or there but they've caught these hedge fund investors with their pants down and they're absolutely taking them to the cleaners it's brilliant it's just the perfect example of what can happen if people just work together in today's society and it's also a bit scary (laughs) yeah yeah and i saw a thing they they looked at how many so for anyone that doesn't know Reddit is basically a website that is just full of individual forums and they call the forum a subreddit. So the the Wall Street Bets subreddit has, it's growing every day exponentially. It's getting huge amount of members. But at the time of recording this podcast, it's probably got like 5 million members or something like that. And they managed to bring down these huge hedge funds and that was only 1% of Reddit's user base. 1%. Now imagine if all of Reddit or all of the world worked together, the amount of stuff we could get accomplished. It's just mental. But Wall Street started it. Wall Street did start it. They started the whole thing trying to mess people over. I've, I've read into it and I've looked into it and I've tried to dive deep so that I can understand what's going on with these stocks and why, why these normal average joes have been able to pretty much take down wall street and why wall street are crying out for help so if you want me to jump into it i can try and explain it you go straight in because my understanding's like the very basic okay so normally when we talk about investing we're talking about you buy something at a low price you wait for a while and you hope it goes up so that you can sell it for that high price and then you've made quite a bit of money right yeah or there's a different type of investing called short investing or shorting. And what you're doing there is someone else has some stocks. Someone else is holding some stocks. So let's say you're holding 100,000 stocks of, um, I don't know, name a company. Um, let's go for 
God, Are you looking tough. around the room now? It doesn't matter. Okay, Jake owns 100,000 shares of a company. And I think that company's share price is going to go down. So I say to Jake, let me borrow your shares and I'll pay you back in two weeks. Jake goes, yeah, fair enough. Sounds good to me. And when you when you are shorting, once you've borrowed them, you have to have to sell them straight away. So you sell them straight away at the price that they are currently on the market for. Mm-hmm. And you earn yourself, you know, let's say, let's say it was a pound a share. So you've, you've borrowed a hundred thousand shares. You've got a hundred thousand pounds in your back pocket. Now, when you pay, when I pay Jake back for his shares, I only have to pay him back the price they are at the time I pay them back. So if it's a pound a share when I borrow it and two weeks later when I pay them back, they're worth 50p. I only have to give Jake 50 grand back. So I've made 50 grand and Jake's lost 50 grand by me shorting. So what these people on Wall Street have been doing is shorting GameStock and shorting, it's a bit scummy. There's a huge debate about whether it should be allowed or whether it shouldn't be allowed. But the type, the the way these investors on Wall Street shorted, they didn't short 50% of the available stock. They didn't short 100% of the stock. They shorted upwards of 140% of the stock, which meant they were borrowing stock that didn't exist. Now you can see the problem there. So big problem. Yeah, big (laughs) problem. So especially the big problem comes for them when uh, people realize that they're doing this. Now they had to they had to release some kind of report and uh, tell the SEC, which is like the financial regulator in the US, where they were invested or or how they were investing or something like that. This report's public, so people caught onto it because we're in lockdown and no one's got anything else better to do. And they thought, GameStop. Remember they're shorting, so they thought they thought right. These investors have to buy the GameStop stock back at some point. So if I just bought loads of it and said, no, I'm not selling. I like it. I'm keeping it. I'm not then, making money. Yeah. But then for every day that they don't pay it back, they have to pay interest on their loan that, they're, that they've took out of the, because they've borrowed the stocks. So then these hedge funds start losing money every day. And we're talking billions of pounds every day, millions of pounds a minute these hedge funds are losing. It completely screwed them all up. And it screwed them all up, yeah. So these hedge funds have been getting onto Bloomberg, uh, CNBC, the New York Times, and they've all got together and they've made articles and posts just demonizing everyone doing this on wall street bets because it's like oh my god we've you know we've told the people to invest and they've actually done it you're not you know when we tell you to invest you're not supposed to beat us you're not allowed to beat us it's our game they're meant to make a little bit of money for them not yeah yeah. exactly so they don't like it that people have invested people have caught them with their pants down doing something wrong and now they're paying the price and the thing is GameStop stocks, when this first started happening, were about $4, right? As of Mm -hmm. today, the stock market's closed at the minute, so on Monday this could change when it reopens. But right now, GameStop stock has gone from like $4 to like $320. So it's increased an extortionate amount. And these hedge funds... I think it was on Wednesday. Oh, sorry. Um, I think it was Wednesday. I saw that it's not just the 
average Joe's jumping in. Elon Musk jumped in as well. And he made he it go just from like 240 or something like that. I don't think he invested, but I think he was tweeting stuff and like egging everyone on. Oh, is that what he was doing? It's kind of like what he does with Doge. He put up a picture of Doge and then everyone went and bought Doge because Elon Musk talked about it. So he didn't he didn't invest, but he definitely had an effect. He just pushed people to do it themselves. Yeah. He's like, hey, everybody, go and look over there and see what you find. Might be interesting for you. <laughs> it's just crazy. Absolute crazy that this has happened because I don't know how Wall Street are going to come back for it at all. They well, owe people so are saying... People are saying if it's called a short squeeze because you're kind of squeezing the money out of them or whatever. People are, or, or the financial people are saying that if this goes on for much longer, it could collapse the entire stock market because everyone relies on each other for money in the stock market. And if one person loses all their money, that has a knock-on effect to the rest of the hedge yeah. funds and the in the companies. But the argument that people on Wall Street bets have got, and the argument that people that aren't part of the the financial industry is if you can make one mistake and it collapses the entire financial system the way you're thing. running yeah the way you're running the financial system is wrong if it takes one mm-hmm. mistake to do this and bearing in mind these are just some retards on reddit and before anyone gets mad at me the whole culture <laughs> around the, the the wall street bet subreddit is to call each other retards to call each other autistic and to just take the piss out of each other it's a big banter session Never. so if yeah. the, if these retards on reddit can do it what happens when china decides they're going to try and play the stock market or try and manipulate the stock market what happens when russia tries to do it if you're running the stock market in such a way that a million retards on reddit can cause a financial collapse then we need to take a serious look at what the fuck you're doing oh 100 and also you've technically used the term right there because the whole point of retard is it's held back <laughs> so trucks and stuff have a retarder and as they're going up hills the retarder holds the truck back a little bit to stop it flying down the hill so they've held back wall street and they're retarding the stocks. They're holding back the stocks. They're not exactly. selling. Exactly. <laughs> nothing wrong there, my friend. Good. Then back me up, Jake. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. I mean, like, if a load of people just thought in their spare time, fuck it, let's mess around. There is nothing stopping big countries, you know, like, for example, China and Russia from going, do you know, we're going to screw up their whole economy, economy just like that. Exactly. And of course, because um, because the initial scaremongering didn't make people sell and it didn't scare them enough, they had to go down the demonization route. So all of a sudden the articles came out saying, these people on Wall Street bets, and here we go, you love this one because I know you hate this kind of terminology. These people on Wall Street bets might be, dun dun dun, alt-right. So they try and bring out that, they try and bring out that old chestnut again. Going for the whole... Oh, I just hate all them terms, alt right, alt left. It's just the complete opposite of what people are trying to do every day. We've got all these new terms coming out to try and join people together. And yet, alt right and alt left are literally the ultimate division. It's like if you want to try and uh, 
sway public opinion about someone or some group, you say that they're, they, they are, not even that they are alt-right, that they might be alt-right. And then it's like, oh, those people must be bad. <laughs> and they say it without any evidence because I think it was the New York Times that initially said it and they had to release a, an update and they, they removed that part because they simply had no proof and it was just wrong. It's just, it's just crazy how saying that someone is alt-right, it's not even one category anymore. It's just bad. That is yeah, the term yeah. for it. it. It doesn't mean anything, does it? It doesn't mean, it doesn't stand for any particular beliefs when the media use it. It just means that alt-right means equals bad person. Yeah. And alt-left. Alt-left like... Yeah, like coward or something like that. Not not, not coward, sorry, that's the wrong word. It's like They're, some um, kind of rabid socialist. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, like a rebel. If you're alt-left, you're a rebel. If you're alt-right, it's like Star Wars. If you're yeah. alt-left, which is the rebellion, <laughs> and alt-right is the empire. No, 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 it's not Star Wars, Jake. It's Stock Wars. Stock Wars, hey. <laughs> There's no in-between either. Yeah, you're absolutely no right. What was pissing everyone off was, look... I said it earlier, They at the time of this recording, Wall Street Bets has like 5 million members, maybe 6 million members. So if you're going to describe the group as one kind of thing, you know, potentially alt-right, that 5 million people might have people, you know, they might be churchgoers, they might be charity givers, they might be avid cyclists, they might be avid gamers, they might be computer scientists or fashion gurus, but no, nowhere have they mentioned, oh, Wall Street Bets might have links to cycling, they might have links to going <laughs> to the church, It's they might have links to the alt-right, because that paints a picture in people's heads and that demonises them. Just instantly alt-right. It instantly kind of, it's an attempt to write them off before even having to, to do anything. Which is it's really weird because if anything, they're rebelling against Wall Street, which if anything, they're completely alt left. Well, if anything, they're just in the right. They're just people. They're just people sticking the it right, to the man. Right. But yeah, it's just so much terminology that we use nowadays for anyone you disagree with. The way the way to the way people debate ideas in the current climate is that you you put someone into a box and then you associate them with the most extreme person in that box as a way to try and yeah. in, in, to to try and dissolve all their ideas. It's ridiculous. And to be clear, like I said in the beginning, shorting, according to a lot of experts, has its place in the stock market. But the the very particular way that these hedge funds like Melvin Capital were shorting, They there's a line where shorting becomes, you know, there's a line here where shorting is okay and has its place and where Melvin Capital were was all the way over here. <laughs> they, they crossed it, they kept crossing it and then they got on a motorbike and fucking crossed it some more. Yeah, they went over the top and it, they bit the bullet for it. I mean, it's completely, even if they managed to come back from this, the stock market's going to be completely changed now. No one's going to trust it ever again. Like, how can you? When someone can get demolished just like that. Yep. And uh, someone did some math on Reddit. Don't know if it's correct. Don't know where he got his numbers from. But essentially what he was saying, as quick as possible, was that these hedge funds have hundreds of billions of dollars in their account. And 
if they mm-hmm. ma- if they could manage to hold on to the stock to the point that the the hedge funds will be willing to pay $175 per stock that would $175 would be the cutoff point where even with all the hundreds of billions they have in their bank account they still wouldn't have enough money to buy back the stocks they borrowed and exactly the, and the price is currently at $320 so even after a 2.8 billion dollar bailout from um Citadel they still can't afford to buy all their stocks back. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Like, there's no way you should be able to borrow that much money. I know, I know. It's, it's ridiculous. Just, but I've always said like, every country in the world is in debt to someone. Most of us are in debt Where's to China. Where's it all gone, though? If everyone's in debt, somewhere, <laughs> there's some, like, little island that's just really lit in, keeping it all for no reason. Just like, yeah. Right now, it's, it shouldn't be able to do it. Should so not I feel like I've probably bored everyone to tears with the GameStop talking. You can't say GameStop and another S straight after it. I've probably bored everyone to tears with the GameStop, GameStop topic. <laughs> so I'll let you take away the next one. Right. Um, let's go to a bit more of a interesting topic i'd say is um let me just get it up it's about coventry you know where coventry is i do know where coventry is yeah very famous for being absolutely uh leveled by the germans in world war ii for anyone that isn't from the uk <laughs> um well coventry is going to be well known for something else very very soon Ooh, well i say very on. soon I say very soon, probably not for a while, but it's going to be, you know, the next big thing. Look at the article I sent you. And, and this is a link to the first ever air hub for flying cars and delivery drones. Ooh, this looks uh, actually very interesting. Let me just uh, sort out something here for everyone watching. So Coventry is hosting essentially a bus hub. You know, where just loads of buses go for all around the country, not country, but the region or whatever. Um, but for flying cars, flying taxis, and delivery drones for services. So if you order something off on Amazon, a drone will come drop it off at your house, and this drone will stop at this hub. And when Brilliant. flying cars are officially a thing, they will all stop here, and you'll get on your taxi and go, oh, I'm going over to... You know, from Coventry, I'm going to Leicester. And you'll just fly straight there from this hub. And yeah, they're building the first one. For anyone that can't see the video, it looks like a ginormous airport runway with all the lights and all the the arrows pointing everywhere. But then it's got this weird, if I said alien spaceship, that kind of flying saucer shape thing that you think of. Imagine that. Imagine a UFO, but with a a helipad on top for a drone to land on. That's what we're looking at here. And this is going to be in Coventry, you said. Yeah, um, so Coventry in... And December were named the best town in mainland Britain for electric car plugging. Okay. They're, they're up there as like the number one in economic vehicles. Economic? Yeah. Eco friendly. 
eco-friendly. That's the one. Economics. What we've just been talking about. Um, <laughs> Don't go back there again, Jake. Yeah. They've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be. Um, they're the first potential location for a gigafactory. What's a gigafactory? A gigafactory is, and I only know this because I've been to the DPD gigafactory. Dig. Giga Depot, it's called. It's just a giant fuck off building. Like I think the DPD one, hold on, one is. Why is that all in? Is it? Is it essentially? It's just like kind of like Amazon warehouses, like enormous factories yeah. and buildings, and. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Um, I swear it was called the Giga Hub. I can't remember. By the way, this building um, was, I've got it here, 276,000 square feet. Jesus. I don't even One know building. how big that is. <laughs> That's pretty big, I'm guessing. Uh, just over two miles wide. Okay, yeah, pretty big would be an understatement. That's, that is one factory. I've been to one of the hubs before. Um, I should have got the footage up from my phone. I, I made a video of it. And as far as you could look left and as far as you can look right, there's just conveyor belts dragging parcels along. Like, you can't see the ends that they're that big. And that was a smaller version of what they're building. And this new right. hub is essentially going to be that size, you know. It's going to be huge. Absolutely huge. So there may come a time when this thing has been built that we've got instead of just planes and helicopters and stuff flying overhead we've got drones flying overhead like genuinely remember yeah. years ago amazon said they were going to start delivering by drone and people were talking about how they're going to shoot them down in america with shotguns or have some kind of elaborate net launcher and they're going to catch a drone in a net <laughs> that's going to become reality yeah, I, I don't know how it's going to work, to be honest. They're going to need some proper good like, systems to be able to uh, record where these vehicles are going and their, their paths. And it's yeah. not going to be a case. It's, going to be, it's not going to be like Futurama where you just get up and go. It's going to be a lot that comes I from it. I think it's going to be a while before they put a person in a drone as well, isn't it? Like these are going to be reserved for packages or letters or something. Do you think yeah, as well it's going to be something like you say these gigafactories that maybe need quick and efficient ways of moving around instead of driving around the factory where you have to take a very specific road you think they're going to be using these on only private property very large private property to fly around instead of drive around very possibly so like they'll probably use them for building sites and things excavate ex excavation yeah yeah, yeah um, definitely yeah, I mean, I mean, you know what the first use is going to be, military, straight up. Oh, yeah, well, we're already <laughs> there. We're already, yeah, we're already doing that shit. But, um, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. It looks insane. It's not going to be long before one of these gets put in at some kind of industrial place to be tested out and some idiot straps himself to it. It's going to happen. <laughs> Someone wants to be the first guy to do something and he will, someone will be the first person to yeah, strap themselves to a drone and be flung into the sky at 50 miles an hour or something. <laughs> um, do you know, it's funny that you say that type of stuff, obviously people not going in on, but um, do Here you follow Tesla much? 
Do I follow what? Um, Teslas. No. Right. Uh, right. Well, Tesla. Is everyone knows what Tesla is, right? You know, it's an electric car. Yeah. Um, well, there's a new Tesla model called the S Plaid. Right. Not heard and of this. Not long ago, and it was insane. Like, obviously, when it comes to electric cars, you can take your hands off the wheel, but you're still meant to pay attention. You're still meant to, you know, look what's happening just in case something bad happens. Um, well, yeah. these new animals, once again, fully automated and whatnot, but uh, I'll send you this link, actually. This is a bit better. They've now got a new system in them. Um, so the front and the back both have a screen in them where you can watch movies or play video games. For example, The Witcher Three, and they're str- and they're powerful enough to play Cyberpunk. No way. PlayStation mm-hmm. Four is not even powerful enough to play Cyberpunk, and now a Tesla can. So this is a new vehicle that literally you get in it, you load up your game, you say, "Oh, I want to go here, wherever," and it goes. And it, it, well, you're about to come up to the picture now. Look at the steering wheel. It looks like some kind of Formula One steering wheel, except luxurious. Have a look through the picture. It looks so nice inside, but it reminds you of such a futuristic... In a movie, whenever they get into like a, a transport that's going to take them throughout the city, and it's like a limo style inside. Doesn't look like a car. For anyone that can see the video version, just have a look at this. You've got the, you've got like some kind of games marketplace. For anyone that can't see, you've got like a, a huge screen, like... The big, like bigger than an iPad size screen, and it's got The Witcher Three on there. It's got loads of games being advertised. Cuphead, and then in the back, built into the back of the armrest, you can see like some kind of kids game being played on a Nintendo Switch as well. <laughs> it's just it's mental. These these cars as well. So whilst you're playing this, fully automated, can go zero to sixty miles per hour in like one point nine seconds. Yeah, it's not and they like have they're just luxurious. They can, they can drive themselves. Yeah, they drive that fast. So we're getting to the point now where cars are going to be driving like up to 200 miles per hour throughout the cities, and you're not even looking forward. You're, you're playing your bloody game. It's you just be don't like, care. It's going to be like iRobot. Remember that film, iRobot, the Will Smith one? Such a good movie. It's literally going to be like that. Yeah, the games on this thing, Witcher 3, Stardew Valley, Cuphead. It's just insane. Absolutely insane. It's stupid how how strong the vehicles are getting. Like how It looks like we were talking about Star Wars earlier. These back seats, sorry to interrupt you. These back seats, they look like something out of like some stormtroopers fantasy. That's what I mean. They do not look like cars. These are luxurious as hell. (laughs) They really are. You know what's fun to think about as well? Say that again. Sorry, they'll set you back about 90,000. Christ. You know what's fun to think about? Go on. In, let's say, 50 years, maybe, when 
our grandkids or whatever are buying their first car and you know like your first car you go and buy like a, a crappy one that it doesn't matter if you have a few bumps in it yeah. this is gonna be the, oh I'm, sh- I'm screaming i peeked out my mic there this is gonna be the car that they buy they're gonna be going oh i've just got a tesla model s played or whatever it is doesn't even, can't even play vr in it oh my god could you yeah it's not that's going to be the next step that is the next step or is the next step we don't even buy a car we just plug ourselves into some kind of system and we live everything virtually do you know what i was gonna let you take the next topic why what was that but you've jumped right onto there there's been a recent um talk with valve you know who valve is I do. It's the game company. Um, they're building a brain-computer interface. Ooh, I think I saw an article that Gabe... Is it Gabe Newell? He was going to try and make something like this. I think so, but yeah, that, it's just crazy how you were like, oh, you just plug yourself in. But that is what this is. It's like VR, but the idea behind it is obviously your eyes design the pic- and your brain prints out a picture for you, basically, what your eyes see. Yeah. So um, I can't remember, I'm not sure how much the truth it is, but I'm pretty sure I read it somewhere that your eyes see everything upside down, your brain flips it for you. But I don't think that's true. I think I've saw something similar to that before, and it was that you can put glasses on that turn everything upside down, and after a certain amount of time, your brain will automatically flip it back so that it's normal. Right, so that might be the case. But yeah, um, the, this skips your eyes essentially. And just streamed it straight into your head, so your head does all the work for you. And they they do. The, I'm guessing this isn't something that's made yet. This is something that they're looking into, right? Yeah, this is something that they're working on doing. Um, it's just like Ready Player One, basically. Because what I want to know is, are they going to be able to do this without having to stick something into my brain? Like. Are they going to be able to beam it into my brain like Wi-Fi or something? Or am I going to have to have some like operation where they stick a, a USB port in the side of my head and I connect and I connect, I plug into it or something? Um, it says here it will tap directly into the part of the brain responsible for visual, audio and sensory feedback. I mean, I'm all for this, but I don't want to be the first person to have the operation or put the headset on. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what I mean. I'd do it. I'd 100%. Not the first, as you said, but if they said to me, oh, yeah, we've got this new technology, it works, this is how it happens, I'd be like, yeah, sure, why not? Why on earth not? Now. This is unbelievable. You know what would happen, though? If, if they managed to do it so that it's so real, so that we, we put on this device and we're seeing it with our own eyes, there's no goggles or anything, it's, it's our own eyes, there are going to be people that are playing like some kind of first person shooter game and they get shot and it feels so real to them or something, or they get so startled that they're going to have a heart attack. <laughs> um, the thing is there, um, and this is relating to Elon Musk's neurotechnology. Uh, I'm sure you've seen Neuralink where he's trying to get an AI and a brain to essentially do the th- same thing. So you're plugging a, a brain into a computer, vice versa, computer into a brain. Um, if they're able to do this, then they're also going to be able to edit emotions and things. So when you're in the game, if there's a sad scene, 
the game is going to make you sad. So you feel sad because of the scene. This is that. So I don't want that. I don't want that. It's that's what that, it's going to be crazy. Like imagine playing a horror game, and a zombie jumps at you, and it <laughs> like, makes you. Oh no! Ima- the, imagine Ooh. that you, when you're watching a film, the 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 level of fear that the actors manage to display isn't what we feel in real life, but we can tell that that actor is terrified beyond belief. Now imagine they put that into a game and make you feel the terror that it looks like the actor is experiencing. I wouldn't want that. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, but then at the same time, if you're a thrill seeker, so I'm sure we've got games where, um, what game do you play? Imagine you're playing, you play a lot of War Thunder, right? Yeah. Now imagine you're playing War Thunder, but they put, it makes you think that you are in the cockpit of that vehicle. And well, you're actually... Because most of the time, I'm in a Spitfire trying to, trying to keep it bloody level whilst getting shot at, and I'm normally plummeting into the ground, so I would terrify myself. Surely, though, if they've made it so that you can see and feel all these things, they would add a sense of... A sense of courage into you, so they're like, "Right, you're going to feel brave when you're doing this. You're not going to be scared." In fact, that would be you're cool. going to be the best pilot you can. But um, one of the other things they're saying about this, sorry, is that with this technology, you'll be able to solve blindness and blindness paralysis, fix be hearing, because you're just pitching straight into the brain and repairing it. That's brilliant. But I've sent you this link here, and it says. Um... Dubai police use a brain fingerprint, whatever that is, uh, to help snare criminals. So I guess they're maybe asking uh, criminals, you know, did you murder such and such? And then they look at some kind of x-ray of the brain and they can and tell if it's being can... stimulated or something. Yeah, yeah, so it detects their brain activity. Unreal. That's great. This, I'm it's sure there was a Black Mirror episode about this. Um, in the Black Mirror episode, they were it was like insurance companies, and if uh, you know you had a car crash or something, and they're trying to work out whose fault is it, the insurance company would come with this weird laptop. This is a, a TV show called Black Mirror, by the way, not real life, uh, and plug you into it, and they can see your memories from that night, so they can know whether you did whether you were the innocent party or not. I mean, just imagine the hassle it would solve. Um, see, I'm going to be like, I've just completely contradicted my own trailer, own trailer thought there. I was about to say, um, I'm one of those people that believes if someone is absolutely guilty and it proves that they're guilty, then for certain crimes, death penalty. Yeah, because the problem, the problem we... Stuff like that. The problem we have with the death penalty at the minute is we can never be too, we can never be sure enough that someone has done something in some cases to sentence them to death or something. So exactly. this kind of technology would be able to say like, right, this is a murderer. He's murdered seven people. He deserves to go. Here's the proof. But I'm going to defend them all now. Okay. Using the technology we've just spoke about, would they be able just to program their brain? Take a paedophile example. Would they be able to just program their brain and go, no, you no, you no longer like kids? And therefore, would that person then be allowed and have the right to remain alive? 
Here's one for you. There was another. But like, if you could have one hundred percent, if you could flick a switch and have a hundred percent guarantee that you've managed to change that person's brain chemistry that they uh, to such an extent that they will never do anything like that again, you're saying should they be able to be put back out on the street? Yeah, that is that is very interesting. Then that's just completely removing. The point of being human, because that's the case, just do it to kids when they're born. Yeah, yeah, it'd be, it would be like, instead of, inst- well, we kind of do that now with vaccinations. It's like, can we make it so that someone can never ever have this disease again? Yes, you you vaccinate them as a kid. So it would be some kind of software technological vaccination for the brain. Yeah. That would, we, and it, if, if such a thing could be done, it probably would be done. Very, very odd one. Is like, I'm not sure if I'd want that though, because essentially everyone would be the same person, and you would just get the top model citizen, get their DNA, get their like brain thoughts, and just go right. Everyone's doing this. This works. Everyone's suddenly a clone. Smart, strong. Let's let's just have everyone like that. Well, like you said earlier, the first thing, the first notice we would get that that techn- technology has ever been created is when they start finding the best soldier in the world and cloning that guy into the military. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the country that does that first is the one that wins. Yeah. Well, there was a really good Black Mirror episode with something similar to what you described. So instead of tapping into this person's brain and making it so that they would never commit a crime like that again, what they did is they tap into this person's brain who had kidnapped a child and murdered it. This is all a fictitious TV show. Um... And they would make them forget that they ever did such a thing. And then they would make them, they, they would set up, you would, you would, the general public would come to this prison on weekends and um, play along in like a live action role play of carrying out this murder that this person did. And the, the way prison worked in this Black Mirror futuristic episode was they would make the person relive the crime they committed every single day but at the end of every single day when they realize what they've done they wipe their brain and make them do it again and by the, the time they... the say that again like is that the one where he ends in like a little wooden kitchen type a cabin or something am i thinking about the right one maybe i'm not too sure i, I think there is yeah some there is something like that yeah and essentially, when this person comes to realizing what they've done, or, or at the very end, they realize, they re- they remember that, oh, I've been here before. They're about to wipe my memory. And then they're like screaming and crying because they know what's about to happen. They know they're about to lose all their memories. And it's a form of torture. But yeah, so that was how they dealt with criminals in the Black Mirror episode. But then, see, would that be the appropriate thing to do? Like if someone's done such a thing like they murdered someone do they deserve to have their brain reprogrammed so that they can be a model citizen or do they deserve to have it so that they are hanging upside down just further enough where they get getting hurt by fire but not actually burning and they're just kept there for the rest of their life in that pain i definitely think that if there was such a system where we could zap someone into being a model citizen if they hadn't been zapped beforehand, meaning that if someone's actually committed a crime and they haven't been zapped beforehand, then they definitely need to be punished for committing the crime. We can't just zap them and send them out onto the streets. Because imagine if someone murdered a member of your family, 
And then the government said, oh, yeah, don't worry. We've zapped him. We've put him back out on the street and, uh, you know, he won't do it again. Don't worry. You'd be like, hang on a minute. I want him to be punished. Yeah. Or maybe we do it a certain way that if someone does that, for example, as you said, murders your family, they're then zapped into being mentally tricked into being your slave for the rest of your life and they just do your bidding. (laughs) You never have to clean again. They are doing it. I think Would we're getting into a, weird territory here, Jake. <laughs> just like they're your maid, they're your personal maid. They have to do your family's bidding for the rest of their lives. It's kind of like if they take a life and they give a life. So they've taken a life. So they give their life to you and you use them as your servant or, you know, they're your driver because, you you know, you can't be bothered to drive around. So they'll drive you around. You know, they, exactly. they took a life. So now they offer you their li- their services for their life I mean, kind of thing. I reckon I'd still go for the put them down option. I definitely I think like- that I would prefer justice <laughs> over letting them straight back out onto the streets with some kind of magical zap. Yeah. But maybe that means we're the ones who need the mag- magical zap. Maybe we have the wrong opinion about it. Maybe we're not progressive enough in thinking that, no, we should fix the problem, not punish the... Uh, what would you say? Not punish the person that's not quite right in the head. Yeah. Um, I've been watching Vikings lately. Okay. Have you watched any Vikings? Is it on Netflix? No, it's on Prime Video. No, I've not. I've not. Um, it's really good. It's based off. It's not factuous, but it's based off historic events and people. It's like inspired, but it's a dramatization that's inspired. And as you can probably guess, it's about Vikings. Yeah. And um, they've got a punishment on there called the Blood Eagle. And what is this Blood Eagle? It's for someone who's really upset the gods. And the punishment of this person has to kneel down and they have their back cut straight down the shoulder blades all the way down. Okay. Just with knives. And then oh, an axe. I love how you say just with knives. Only a knife. That's the happy part. And then an axe smashes their rib cage, cuts it straight down. I'm right. doing the impression. Like, cut, yeah. cut. Oh, it's working. It's <laughs> giving me a very vivid uh, yeah. picture. So that does right down the back of their rib cage, what, which is connecting to the spine. They then have their rib cage pulled out like wings. And then they're not dead and at this point. They're still alive. And then they do it so that they're not dead. And then they have their lungs pulled out through their back and resting on the shoulder as if the folded wings of an eagle. And this person has to stay there like that till they die. Now, with the Vikings being very... Not religious, um, what's the word? Spirituous Right, people, yeah. yeah. If... The person being not tortured but honorably put to death screams. The portals to Valhalla, they're like heaven, are closed. But if this person remains quiet through the whole thing, they get to dine with the gods. And it's like their ultimate punishment. Is this one of those things? Oh, so it's real. This is actually historically accurate. This is a real punishment. What they used to do. 
This is like one of those stupid things that they did in the medieval days where they would uh, drown a witch. And if she drowns, then, oh, sorry, we got it wrong. It's a real person. But if she lives, then <laughs> look, it's a witch. She used her magical powers to survive. I don't know. It's just, it's brutal. Absolutely brutal. I struggle to believe that anyone, in playing by their rules. Sorry, hold on. Ooh. Yawning. Uh, I struggle to believe <laughs> that anyone managed to get through that without screaming. It'd be a lot, wouldn't it? I mean, the knife part would probably... Just getting slammed onto my knees, I'd probably let out a whelp. And having your ribs cr- pulled open like wings or something, like, like you said, it's... How are you not going to scream? I know, it's just... Your best bet is that you pass out straight away. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, you've got a topic here that looks familiar, so I'm intrigued to see if it's somehow made a comeback or if there's new information or something. So, The Great Reset, we talked about this in, I think, episode one (laughs) or two, and we kind of concluded that it was a, a theory of after lockdown and after everyone's kind of had their time off, we should all come back together collectively and use renewable energy, try and get off fossil fuels and stuff like that. But conspiracy theorists had hijacked it to be like the government were trying to reset the economy and controllers or something. So right. why is it back on the list? Um, so this is another one of those things where I've not read too much into it, but it just popped up and I thought it was interesting. Um, but, 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 but the 51st World Economic Forum starts on January 25th. So okay. it's starting now. And there's a gathering at the Davos Ski Resort in Switzerland from global leaders and business and all the major big guys. Yeah. And this year's theme is built around the Great Reset. So the conspiracy theorists are probably going wild, going, see, all the big governments are meeting up for the Great Reset. Yep, that's that's the theme from, from this um, year. It's like, I still don't know much about it. This but from what I've seen, are you looking at the Great Reset website? I'm looking at the website, but what I'm trying to gather before I even jump into reading this is this a neutral website? It's partnered with the University of Oxford, so I'm presuming so. Or is this going to be presented in some kind of biased form? Have you read this article yet? I'm not too sure. It's weird because I, I keep seeing it pop up, but there's never much information about it. Um, there's something here saying that it's not the first Fine, time that global, a global crisis has required global action. And they they talk about the League of Nations and uh, actions leading up to World War Two. And that was it. It was a former Cisco CSO, MCEO or something who said that um, Biden's agenda might be the Great Reset. And this is another person to then bring up, you know, another, once again, someone else was talking about a big thing and said, oh, maybe they're on about the Great Reset. And it's like, right, why is that popping up again? And it's pushing people, you know, it's making um, those who 
truly believe that the economy is going to be reset and turned into some crazy. I think some crazy like, new world where uh, everyone's owned. You're lagging a bit, Jake. I think my it's computer is uh, my computer is taking a little bit of a shit. I'm just oh, sorting it out. It's just decided. Now, uh, just... Hang on, it's it's on my end. Give me one second. Okay, we should be good now. My computer, uh, it's it's set to run a it's set to run a full virus scan um, at a certain time. All right. <laughs> yeah, at a certain time every night, and I think it got a certain point into it, and my computer had just given up. It just knackered itself up. So you were saying that um, it's the it's some kind of former boss of Cisco, and he's mentioned that Joe Biden's plan was this great reset. Yeah. From what I can tell, um, I can't find anything. It's something to do with a guy called John Kerry. No idea who he is, but I've heard his name. I think he's some kind of, you know, he's in the American politosphere. Yeah, I, I, it's just once again, it's just something that's popping up. I'm going to keep mentioning this whenever it pops up, even though we know nothing about it. So we can track it and track to see what its progress and, uh, the nuts come day, out of the woodwork. Yeah, one day it's going to blow up, and we're going to be like, "Oh, we know what it is now. We're all screwed. We've lost our chance to stop it, and we still probably won't have a clue." Now you've got something on here that I was looking at way before the podcast, and I want to know what it is. I can't contain the uh, curiosity anymore. Queen Victoria's unicorn horn. Right. Well, you know, I like this is another around. one of your like. You always come with some kind of animal themed mystery, don't you? And today's no different. Yeah. So, back in there, um, back in there, Queen Victoria famously had a unicorn horn hanging up on her wall. Right. I feel like right. she's ripped everyone off here because we now know that there is no such thing as a unicorn. So, well, this is because oh. an adventurer, whilst travelling around, found a unicorn horn. Right. And they gave it to her as a present, you know, like, oh, look at this, I found a unicorn horn. And they used to use unicorn horns as an ingredient in potions and great healing things. They still do it now with, with rhino horn. So, like, natives will powder it down, sell it, well, not sell it, but give it to people because it's meant to have healing properties. And it went until the 17... 1751, they, they stopped using unicorn horn as an ingredient. Okay. So that's still not that far, a long way. Um, but it turns out this unicorn horn, and this just shows how like, mysterious these creatures were, was in fact a narwhal horn. See, I think to me, to me, who lives in the UK and has never seen a narwhal in his life, it would have been better for the dude to just say, look, I've got you a narwhal horn. That seems way cooler than saying it's a unicorn well, he horn. He didn't know what it was. He didn't know what it was. He just found this horn. He was like, it's, it's fucking unicorn. That is um, a good point. And it brings me on to my fun facts. So you know what a narwhal is? 
It's like a uh, horned whale. A horned sea creature, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, see if we can get a picture of a narwhal up. Yeah, why not? You know what? You know what I think of instantly when someone says narwhal? Have you ever seen the film Elf? Yes. When he's in the North Pole, <laughs> he's like, Goodbye, Mr. Narwhal. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, if you look at a lot of pictures of narwhals, yep. you will notice that they've got one big horn. Yeah. Well, first off, it's not actually a horn. It's an inverted tooth. Really? That's a... Jesus yes. Christ. So, yeah, so um, a horn is made of ivory, which is the same material as your fingernails. Right. Whereas this stuff is it's bone, it's, it's teeth. It's essentially a tooth. Christ. And then um, the difference between a tusk and a horn is a tusk is... No, sorry, a tusk is ivory, and a horn is chitin. Whatever the chitin is. Chitin is. Um, chitin's the same stuff as your nail, and ivory is essentially hair. I think I got that correct. Okay. Let me just double check. I've um, always heard something about fingernails being like something to do with hair, or isn't it? Is it something to do like fingernails have keratin or something, and hair also has keratin in or something, and people end up equating the two, and all of a sudden fingernails are made of hair. Yeah, it's something stupid like that, isn't it? I'm looking at this picture, and if this diagram's correct, a uh, narwhal's horn, or as you've now said, tooth, is about the size of a person, let alone the rest of the narwhal. They're big. They're very big. But more interesting. an animal everyone forgets about that exists. They just sort of it's do their own thing. Crazy animal. Um, but they used to have two horns. Really? Two until evolution decided they don't need to anymore and got rid of them. I'm looking it up here. Narwhal yeah. with two tusks. Ah, oh, wow. So uh, it, it was presumably a um, genetic... Oh, God, I just realised what that one was. Uh, it was presumably a genetic, a genetic mutation then that made this tooth grow the wrong way. Yeah. Oh, right. So, um, ivory is what is in tusks. Um, that is the same material as teeth. Well, I've got a conspiracy theory for you here, Jake. Go on. I'm sending, I'm sending you a picture now. What is to say that this is not how a narwhal is inside? It's now, actually... That, uh, for anyone that can't <laughs> see the picture I've given to Jake... It's a see-through narwhal with a uh, unicorn inside of it, and the unicorn is pointing its horn straight out of the narwhal's head, and the narwhal's tusk is actually a unicorn. How do we know? Have you ever seen a unicorn and a narwhal in the same place at the same time? That is very true, and if unicorns are magical, as we say they are, maybe this was their way of getting off land. Yeah, and so here's hidden. another one. Have you ever seen a unicorn and a narwhal separately? I bet you haven't. You're amazing. You've just I've sold blown the mystery. It away. Yeah, R riddle me that science checkmate atheists. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 
I may have messed up a bit. Okay. Ivory is um, elephant tusk. Yeah. Just made out of fingernails. Whereas, essentially the same stuff as your fingernails. Whereas, rhino horns are keratin. Okay. I, I mentioned Not keratin, chitin. so I was on the ball. There you go. Um, chit and chitin is made up of amino sugars, and keratin is a protein that makes you form your hair and nails. So what the hell's the difference between ivory? <laughs> You're going so deep down the rabbit hole now, it's brilliant. It's like it's like when you think you know something, you're like, hold on then, my, my whole life's been a lie. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So ivory is the material that is teeth and tusks. Yep. And keratin is a protein which helps form it. Okay. So a tusk is made of essentially fingernails. Whereas keratin and the rhino horn is made of a protein. A rhino horn's made of the protein found in your fingernails, but not the actual material itself. Nice one. Well, that was a, a lesson, a lesson learned. Oh, but yeah, novels, quite interesting, isn't it? Now, you've got another so thing here. This was supposed to be topic one, and this seems pretty interesting. The nemesis yes. system. Nemesis system. Nemesis system. You look like you've got excited here. You look like I've just uh, set you off. Um, it's just a interesting take. Have you seen Middle Earth? Shadows Mordor. I've I've played the game. I played one of the games. Um. Well, basically, the idea in that game is. Say if, say if you run forward, right, in the game, yeah, and you have two enemies running at you. You run at one, you slice, like slice them twice. You roll out the way, you slice the other. Oh, well, yeah, the nemesis yeah. system is what is essentially the game learning from what you're doing. So if you do that ten times. On the 11th time, if you go to slice this enemy twice, as you roll back, that second enemy is going to kick or it's going to sidestep. There's also a thing, isn't there, where if perhaps you're not quite a high enough level or your character's not quite strong enough to kill a boss, if you have a fight with a boss and you end up running away, when you next go to fight that boss, he remembers that he's had a fight with you and he remembers that you two have seen each other before. It's not like you just returned and you get a new, fresh, clean slate go at it he remembers you doesn't he? exactly yeah so it's going to complete acting up and the reason i want to mention it because that seems like a really good like system to have in games like how many games could you play where the enemies are learning what you're doing especially for an rpg like that takes it to the next level like your actions genuinely do have consequences then because it's going to remember how you play and you're gonna to have to change your play style exactly you're gonna to have to keep learning like the game does and there's one reason why the Nemesis system is not in other games. Go on. It was fake all along. Warner Bros. Warner Bros. Patented it. Pat patented it. Pat patented it. Can't say it. 
patented it. That's of it. Of course they did. That's fucking unreal. They've messed up so many future possibilities of games because they managed to perfect a system that makes enemies learn what you're doing and essentially make every game that you play last longer and get more entertaining. And they went, nah, SARS now. And be genuinely more stuff. challenging. Like, because for a game to be challenging, you, the developers have to program in difficulty and decide what kind of things the enemy and how the enemies are going to react depending on what difficulty yep. you're playing. But if you can implement this system that learns how the player plays, what his favorite moves are, what he might do if you do a quick attack versus a, a, a long attack, that opens up so many possibilities for the game. It would completely change it. Like just war games in general. Like um, I got very bored of the Assassin's Creed games. Yep. Because it was the same. Once you learn how to combat certain things, you could run in with no weapons, take a yep. weapon off the enemy, stab them, repeat. Now, I if that enemy went in, take my weapon and shouted for help or something, instead, you know, just changed what they were about to do. It would completely change the game. Completely, 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 completely. The Assassin's <laughs> Creed games became so formulaic that you could be fighting four people on all sides of you, in front of you, behind you, to the left of you, to the right of you. And all you had to do is keep attacking one person. And then a little alert came above somebody's head saying that they were about to attack. So you'd press circle or B, depending on what game you're on. And your character oh, would yeah. automatically parry it or block his attack. And then you go back to spamming X, hit, 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 hit. And then you see that alert pop up again and then you block it. And there was never any danger. No, once you learn the system, once you learn what to press, that's the game done. So Warner Brothers have patented this, and I'm guessing yeah. that no one else can come up with anything similar or anything like that. Um. So essentially, yeah, they've patented it, patented it. <laughs> um. And yeah, it's just sort of came out now that that is the reason why. Um. A new episode of Game Makers toolkit whatever that is i'm not sure have pointed out they've applied for the patent system and warner bros applied for a patent on the system in 2015 so since 2015 no games have been able to do it because warner bros went now nah, we're having it that is so scummy because i remember oh. that system was so cool that was one of the main reasons i wanted to play that game because i've not exactly. seen lord of the rings so Shadow of Mordor is a spin-off of Lord of the Rings. So not only have I not seen Lord of the Rings, I'm not interested in a spin-off because I haven't seen the original. And I bought this game because I wanted to play out the try out this new system. Which, in all honesty, I shouldn't really be saying that because that just backs up why Warner Brothers need to patent it because they would lose business if they didn't. But if this became the new standard for gaming, everybody would make more money because the system would be improved. Well, imagine you're playing like a strategy game, like they're making um, a new Age of Empires, Age of Empires 4. Right. I still love the Age of Empires games, but imagine my like big thing with Age of Empires is I'll build a wall around my base, put men on that wall, and just send out armies and destroy. Couldn't get taken over. And that, that was it. That's how you win. Now, imagine if three games in, the AI went, right, he's going to build a wall here, so we should get ships and send it around the back or build catapults and stuff to take over and just completely changed it. 
Um, are you looking at what I was about to mention next? Um, what I was reading was uh, basically um, how Warner Brothers have tried to defend it. So they said, um, they were saying that Brown, this is presumably someone from Warner Brothers, compares it to the patented floating arrow that told players where to go in the game Crazy Taxi. Do you remember that? Do you remember Crazy Taxi? And when you when a passenger got into your car, there would be a big arrow that acted as acted as pretty much a sat nav telling you where to go to get this passenger to their location. Well, apparently that was patented also. And did you ever play Simpsons Hit and Run? Yes. The Simpsons Hit and Run, according to this article, implemented a very similar Oh, sorry, not Simpsons Hit and Run. Simpsons Road Rage used the exact same yeah. mechanic, and Sega sued them, and they had to settle for an undisclosed amount out of court. Um, it also says that Bioware patented their dialogue wheel. Right. And Take Two filed for a patent by Rockstar developers relating to AI navigation. So obviously, the Rockstar games have great AI. Yeah. If you put something in the way, they're going to walk around it in a certain manner that gets them out of danger. But they've also patented their AI system. See, this... Like, well, I don't, I don't know where I land on this. So I need to think about it more. But we would have so many better games um, if they wouldn't patent these things. And especially with Rockstar, because they haven't released a new Grand Theft Auto game since GTA 5. And GTA 5 was released, like, what? Like, 2013 or something? GTA 5 release date. Yeah, 17th of September, 2013, original release date. And there hasn't been another GTA game since. But if they hadn't patented a system like that, we could have had another up-and-coming developer that isn't just happy with taking money from the microtransaction casino that GTA 5 now is. They could make a better game and we would get better products. So much. Just so many different types of games would bear benefit from all those things. It'd be intense. Pardon? It's so scummy. It is, it is. I mean, granted, they, they should have said you can't use our Nemesis system, but feel free to make your own. Yeah. That does the same type of thing. You know, like we're not going to give you the programming of how ours works, but if you can make something similar, so be it. What, what pisses me off more is if Warner Brothers were going to file for this and then absolutely capitalise on it and really bring us some good games that new with new cutting-edge technology... I wouldn't mind, but when is the last game you saw from Warner Brothers? I mean, I think they tried to bring out a second Shadow of uh, War or Shadow of Mordor game, and it flopped. No, that is the second one. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, that is the second one. It's well, been five years since that came out. Fi- exactly, five years since it came out, and where is the tech? It's not being used, because when when was the last big game you heard that was developed by Warner Brothers? Big games are developed by... Um, um, Respawn Entertainment. They're developed by Gearbox. They're developed by Microsoft. They're developed by Rockstar. Not Warner Brothers. Harry Potter Legacy's game coming out, but I don't think that's doing anything to do with a Nemesis system. Probably not. But like, you could literally implement a Nemesis system in any game. Yeah. Because games Absolutely. are all about competition generally. I, I thought the game was great. I thought. Shadow of Mordor was absolutely brilliant. The ending was very disappointing, though. We're unhappy with that. Um, 
Have you played it yourself? No, I started playing it, but I didn't really get into the story. Uh, I thought it was quite cool, though. There were a lot of cool mechanics. Yeah. So, spoiler alert. Um, you know, we always go our little spoilers and stuff. So the whole point is you're obsessed by essentially like a ghost saves your life who's connected to this ring. Yeah. And you're building an army up by um, claiming dwarves and dwarves, orcs, and claiming getting them dwarves. And over. That's a totally <laughs> and, different yeah. game. That's called Kidnapping Simulator. <laughs> yeah, that's a very different game. Um, I love how you went for dwarves as in just smaller people rather than dwarves that would be in an orc game. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then once you get to the, the end, your ghost leaves you and you die because the ghost has left you. Oh, well, that's... So all these armies and kingdoms you've built up have been lost. And a new being enters you and says, hey... I'll look after you, don't worry. Let's build an army up. And the end of the game is you losing everything and just starting again. Oh my God. The worst thing they could have done. The worst thing. It's like they're going, and you wake up and it's all a dream. But yeah, literally everything you've built is then gone. It's literally that South Park meme where they're all rubbing their nipples and they go, and it's gone. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I don't, but it's the South Park reference. So I'm going to get a, yeah. Was it Cartman by any chance? No, it's the banks. It was taken. It's actually quite topical, um, considering what we were just talking about, like with the Wall Street stuff. See if I can find it. And it's gone. GIF. But yeah, it's exactly like that. Oh yeah, I've seen this one. Yeah. The worst thing that anybody could have done is make you go through an entire game, probably hours and hours and hours of gameplay, and then just go, right, start again. It's just so crappy and all. Because the story's not the best. I didn't enjoy the story too much. I mean, the game itself was very repetitive. Even with the Nemesis system, they just sort of, it's as if they got this perfect system and went, yeah, that's going to carry the whole thing. Yeah, they got a really good um, mechanic and they built the game around the mechanic, not not around a story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just very disappointing. Sounds like it. I'm just looking at this gif now. It's so funny. And it's gone. And there's also, <laughs> also the other one where they're like rubbing the nipples and like, mm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I just, I've not watched South Park in so long. I started rewatching them all. And then didn't have my Amazon Prime to carry on. Oh, I'm waiting for the new season. They did the pandemic special and they've not done anything since that. I just love how much they get away with. I know, the thing they're, with they're... South Park is they've been going so long and they've um, gone after everybody that yeah. there's no one they can't do they're now and, and, and no out. one's no one hates it. Yeah, they cannot single people out. They don't single people out. If Everyone's you, a target, and that's why it's so fair. Controversial. They will go for it. Let's have a quick watch of this. This is the, uh, like, ooh, I'm sorry. It's like, it's it, it's a commentary on monopolies where if, if someone's got a monopoly of a business, 
and uh, you come with a complaint and they're like, hmm, yeah, we investigated ourselves and found no wrongdoing kind of thing. Are you, uh, <laughs> are you queued up at zero? I'm ready when you are. All right, three, two, one, play. Hey, guys, can I help you? Hello. There are certain networks that we see as harmful to our families, and we want them removed, please. Oh, uh, you don't want cable anymore? No, no, just ID Network, A&E, Oxygen, and Oprah's They're Network. talking about, like, the, the cable companies. Porn. You don't like paying for all the channels? Oh, our company actually packages channels together. <laughs> they start, like, rubbing their nipples. Look, can you unpackage them so we only get the channels we want? Oh, I'm sorry, our company doesn't work that way. You want me to give you the number of a different cable company that can... Oh, wait, we're it, aren't we? <laughs> Dang it, guess you have to deal with our packages. I think in the minute he gets his manager as well and they both start like being like, ooh, oh, I'm sure. sorry. Hey, and for, for audio listeners, Hi, this is going to really here? make no sense, but you've got to look up the video. We want Type in South Park, I'm sorry, cable. and you oh, get it. Oh, you have to pay for the bundle. You can't just pay for what you want to watch. Darn it. You mean that we're forced to pay for the Oprah channel? I guess if you don't want to be forced to pay for this Oprah, is an episode that probably came out altogether. before streaming services. Fine, so we'll uh, cable off altogether. Hey, Mitch, when can you get out to? It really shows how times box? have changed. Oh man, it's gonna be like three weeks. There's a whole <laughs> plug I have to pull out. It's like four inches long. Three weeks, huh? Okay, is three weeks from now okay with you guys? <laughs> it really gets crazy. Oh, that's way too long. Oh, it is. Oh, geez, that's terrible. God damn it, I just don't want my parents to murder each other. South Park is seriously the best. Did you see that all we're trying to do is keep our families safe? Look, I don't know if seeing couples murder each other on television is going to make my parents do it. And we probably won't be able to stop them from watching what they want to watch. All we're trying to do is make it a little more difficult for them because cable makes it so convenient. It kind of looks like they're turning sure, they into like humans here. They're going to they're going to reason with them, but It's not just our responsibility to we'll give see. them what they want, is it? Say Say that last part again. What? What was the last part you said? I said it's not our responsibility to give them what they no, want. No, no, the part about your parents not getting the channels easily? I said it would really bum them out. How... How much would it bum them out? <laughs> They're rubbing Ladies their nipples again. please stand by for an important message from the president of your local cable company. Hello. In an effort to comfort the anguished cries of children everywhere, your local cable company has decided to drop all networks that sexualize spousal homicides from regular programming. Customers still wishing to view true crime networks will now need to purchase a separate package, which will require a technician <laughs> to service your cable box every night from 2 to 3 a.m. and must include the purchase of 300 channels in Portuguese. We realize this may be an inconvenience to you. And we hope you will voice all your concerns to us. I wonder how because bosses of cable, cable companies... Company, I'm going to pause it there. I wonder how bosses of cable companies actually feel nowadays that they they did have this huge monopoly and uh, they did just astronomically abuse it with making you pay for things that you didn't need, making you pay for things that you want didn't want, charging you out of the arse for it and giving terrible customer support as well. So then they get superseded by Netflix and Amazon and all these streaming companies that give you what they want and then cable goes the way of the dodo. But then the problem is nobody's learned because now we've got, we started off with Netflix and Netflix was cool because it had everything. And then we had Amazon Prime and Amazon Prime was cool because they've got kind of, they filled the niche that Netflix left open. They, they had the stuff that Netflix didn't have. 
And now you've got Disney Plus, you've got HBO, you've got Hulu, you've got Netflix, Amazon. It's turned into it's turned into cable again. Yeah, it's just we've got the whole lot now. I mean, there's no need. But I was considering getting rid of our normal TV service just because I don't I I can't remember the last time I used it. Cannot remember. Sorry I had to run off there by the way. Um That's all good. It's so good. I can Child talk problems. shit. I can talk <laughs> shit for uh, <laughs> exactly, and I, I can hear you, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the best thing. Do you want to explain to people why people might think it's weird that I keep talking when Jake walks off? But can you just explain to people yeah, why um, I keep talking? <laughs> yeah, so I have no hearing in my left or right ear now. Officially in my left ear as well. It's completely gone now. So I'm waiting on the operation, and I have a bone anchored hearing aid, which is this little device. And can you just explain and, where that thing is? So if for right, audio so listeners, Jake just showed is, the kind of dongle yeah. on the side of his head. <laughs> so it's just above my ear, a bit further back, and it's connected straight into my skull. And what that does is essentially it's a microphone, works the exact same as a hearing aid, picks up the sound, plays it in, skips my middle and out of ear, and vibrates my cochlear bone which gives you your sound. But because of technology, it can have things streamed to it. For example, I plug it into my computer using this little box. And that little box essentially looks like a tiny Wi-Fi router for people that are uh, on the audio-only version of this. Yep. And what that will do is, just like a speaker would or headphones for your your computer it relays the sound straight to my hearing aid which then plays it as if it's a an airpod or whatever air max whatever they're called i can't remember i don't know the name i don't follow that stuff like a wireless headphone yeah yeah so when i'm talking to ben if i leave the room go upstairs the sound is still playing straight into my head so i can still hear it we can still have a conversation but he just can't hear me and I've usually got a device around my neck that connects to a string, but it's charging. And that does the same with my phone. So I can make phone calls and have my music playing and everything, but directly to my head. Which so Jake does, like, like the rest of us, where we have to be in range of the person talking to hear them. Jake gets the the signal, if he plugs it into a computer or a TV or something, he gets it beamed into his brain. Essentially, not quite. It goes into yep. the bo- the cochlear bone or whatever, like you said. But for a layman like me, Jake gets the sound beamed into his brain. <laughs> so when Jake it's walks off and I'm benefit. sat here talking to him, it's because he's essentially got a wireless headphone strapped to his head and he can still hear me. So when he comes back, like he did just then, he's been listening to the South Park video and listening to me talk so he can hop back into the conversation at any point. And just join in. It's also great for work where if I'm really annoyed, I don't want to talk to anyone, I can put my music on, but then I can also mute the surround sound, the surrounding sound, so I can make it so I don't hear anything but my music. Which, I'm, in a way, I feel bad about say. In a way, I feel bad about saying this because I'm about to say I'm jealous of you, which is a horrible thing to say <laughs> because I'm sure you would love to be able to hear normally. But when I'm at work, you envy I do, me. I envy you. Yeah, I envy. You. I have to do. A very monotonous job 
and uh, I won't go. I won't say any more than that. But when I'm stood on the hill, we'll just go that far. <laughs> I, I, I and I do the night shift as well. I would love to be able to put a headphone in and just listen to a podcast or listen to some music, but it's against the rules. Whereas Jake needs this to live. Jake needs this device to hear people anyway. And it just so happens he can connect his phone up so he could connect a podcast up and nobody would know because it's whilst your voice standing next to him is being beamed into his head. So is a podcast. (laughs) Exactly. But it's also got to the point now with the older designs. This is the Ponto 4. Um, They used to have a volume tag to the Ponto 4 and they used to have a a toggle on the side which controlled the volume. They don't have that now. All by your phone. So, so I have to have my phone with me. Ah, uh, so if your phone runs out of charge, does that device turn off it, or are you just stuck at that volume? No, it goes, level? To just, it goes to a default zero volume. Um, so you lose hearing? No, so let me just get it up here. Hold on one sec. Another question whilst you're going. Uh, with this Ponto 4 that it was called, the previous version of what you've now got, could I mm-hmm. effectively if I was a really, really horrible person, walk, run up to you, spin the dial to zero and run away and you, your hearing yes. would go to zero. <laughs> In fact. Oh, you're going to go and get it. It looks like he's going to get it. Oh, I can't see because it's got a blur on the camera. So, and because I'm getting the other head on. In fact, let me show you the whole thing. He's getting devices upon devices out now. Got a little band here. Yeah. This is what they call a test band. And first off, I want to show you the comparison in the new one and the old one. I'm just going to quickly whack my hearing aid off here. I'm genuinely interested in this. So because... I can't hear you right now. This is the old one. Oh, I'm so tempted to say one. so many things. So the size is quite drastic. So what, what Jake's um, doing now is... Clip that back on. Wait till he's... Can you hear me again? There we go. Can you hear me again? I can hear you fine now. So I was just yeah, trying to so, I was just trying to explain to the audio only listeners that Jake was holding up two hearing devices there that clip onto the back of his head. And what he was essentially showing is that the previous version is a is about double the size of the one he's got now. So it's it's got way smaller. It's quite a weighty thing as well. And what this does, first off you can see the little volume toggle. Yeah, it's a little button. Are you just rubbing it? down roll it up doesn't press let you just roll like one of the um, old computer mouses with the little ball in yeah, but a very exactly tiny version it. and then with this headband you can see the little tab little there it's just like there. a bit of plastic with a nub a nub coming out of it and this just push on and roll on like that go straight on like there Okay, and that's that's how it fits on. This that that With thing this. that was on a cable, is that essentially what's inside your head? Yeah. So this then would go like this onto my head. Yeah. And just sit there, um, so yeah. I could put the band on, and that will play a little bit of the sound into my head. But because it's not attached, it's not as good. <laughs> um, and then a little nub there. Get a picture of it. It isn't too. Um, Baha abdomen. 
So I remember mm. we were having a chat, probably, I can't remember, it might have been pre the first lockdown, uh, where you were talking about getting the, looking forward to getting this operation. Or, or you'd had the stud put on, I think, and you were telling me about the rest yeah. of the stuff that was going to happen. And it was uh, interesting as fuck. Yeah, so I'll just send you a link there. What it is, is they literally drill into your head, place a screw in there, and then another attachment into that screw. So like a wall plug, and then they add the screw in, and that leaves a little metal clip essentially popping out your head. So anyone looking, this this bit on the left here is what gets drilled into your skull, and then they mm-hmm. clip this into the clip. Yes, and then that second bit sort of screws into the first bit. So the first bit's like the wall plug, the second bit screws into it, and then the third bit is what I connects into the second bit. Yep. So for audio and um, listeners, what Jake's describing is like a screw that goes into your skull. Uh, which you can think about of as a plug socket, and then the device that actually clips on that that picks up the it is like kind of like an antenna for the signal, just clips onto the little plug that's in Jake's head. So Jake is like a Jake is the first version cyborg. of like a, a cyborg, yeah. Yeah, and I'm currently waiting on the second one because I found out my hearing is completely gone in my left ear now. So they're waiting for. The second one to be drilled in. So you say your hearing's gone in your left ear. And mm-hmm. then you were talking about how the way that you now get sound is this device vibrates your bone. So is it essentially that your ears are what picks up the vibrations for this bone and your ears have stopped working? So now they need a device to vibrate this bone on behalf of your the, ears. The way your ear works is you've got three parts of your ear. You've got your outer ear, which is your eardrum. Yep. Middle ear, which is called the mastoid bones. And they are just a load of bones that wave in and out. Um, your eardrum picks up the, the vibrations, sends it through these mastoid bones, they vibrate. Sends it into your cochlea, which is your inner ear. And that sort of transmits it to your brain. And then your brain, you know, does its, its thing. Um, I had a really rare condition called cholesteatoma. Right. And what that is, it's, non, it's a non-cancerous growth that eats away at the bones in the middle yeah. of your ear. Very rare. So I had it in both ears, as you do. Yeah, yeah um, it's like a 0.0001% and you got it twice. Exactly. Um, now, the way it works, within like two, three years, this growth will eat away all the bones. If it goes outwards, it eats away at your mastoid bones, your eardrum. If it goes down, it eats away at your jaw. And if it goes inwards, it eats away at the line in between your brain and your ear. Christ. So I had it go out, luckily. So if it gone so essentially, in... Essentially, it broke your ears. Yes, rather than my life or my jaw. I had it for six years before they discovered it. In both ears. Jesus. So where it can kill you after two, I lost my hearing after after six. So yeah. you know, not that bad. So essentially, um, when for for humans as a whole, your ears aren't what make you hear things, they're just kind of antennas that deliver the signal elsewhere. 
Yeah, exactly. I never actually exactly. knew that. I've learned something tonight. I thought, in my mind, <laughs> I in my mind, I guess I thought that there's some hairs in your ears that pick up on vibrations that gets passed to the eardrum and the eardrum hears something but in actual just, fact it gets the the ear passes the vibrations down to a bone and the bone passes it to your brain or something yeah yeah so it's like a three-parter um so when they removed my cholesteatoma they also removed all of my mastoid bones which is the middle of your ear and gave me artificial ones okay in my right ear they didn't work you know sometimes they just don't work Whereas in my left ear, it works a little bit. Um, as time's gone on, they've just, they've gave up. You know, as you get older, they give up. Yeah. Um, because of the amount of wear and tear mine had, they just are not working anymore. But my cochlears still work. So and drilling this bone. into my skull. That's the bone. Yeah. Coglia. So okay. when they drill this um, little chip into my skull, um, the hearing aid vibrates the skull essentially sending the vibrations down into the cochlea, which then transmits it. Nice. So your uh, the little device that clips onto your head has essentially replaced your ears. Yeah. It, it's, it's just it's, like it's become the antenna. Say that again. It's just like a microphone plugging into an aux. These oh, nice. are the microphones. And my cochlea is the aux. Pretty sick. Yeah. Only problem is when elderly people become deaf, that's because the cochlea gives up because of age. Ah. So it's just a ticking time bomb of how long it's going to be until it's gone. But so until eventually, then, eventually, music. is it? You'll know more than this about me. Do almost all old people become deaf, or deaf, or is it? The look of the draw could could you essentially get to 90 years old and still be using those those things yeah yeah completely um it's just look it's like getting arthritis as you get older yeah you know you have some elderly people that are 90 running down the street whereas you have some 60 year olds that can barely get out of bed it's just complete look of the draw wow okay yeah but one negative of that is i'll lose my hair and the other the positive is I literally go everywhere listening to music now. I mean, like right now, I'm wireless, doing the podcast. Don't have anything around me. I find I find it so yeah, funny that cool. that one, you're deaf now, and you rely on these things to help you now. And also, later on in life, there's a very good chance you could lose your hearing completely. And you've decided to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you decided the best use of your time is a podcast <laughs> yeah definitely oh, it's funny though I mean, well why not why it's not happen yeah, exactly i mean if it happens it happens like it's just part of, i mean i could get hit by a fucking bus tomorrow so exactly, going exactly. Just carry on well, I think it's been a pretty good episode. We've gone longer than we normally do. We're at an hour and a half now. But honestly, oh, that God. bloody conversation, I've known you bloody, I don't know, nearly eight years or something now. And I've never actually delved into the specifics of uh, what's going on. And it's interesting as hell. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm still learning about it because before I got this, the amount of times the doctors told me stuff, but I couldn't hear them 
<laughs> because they don't work in fucking boats. So they would like tell me these things and I'd just be sitting there nodding along like, what are you doing now? Yeah, trying to lip read as best you can. But when it's a word you've never probably heard before or, a, you know, like a name of a condition that are normally quite out there, you're like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> um, I had a a test where the audiologist sits behind you and says stuff to you and you've and well, I replace a, a track and you've got to repeat exactly what you hear. I think so, I can... I see where the story's going. Camel. If I said camel and you heard Mel, you would repeat Mel. If you heard yeah. camel, you would camel. And she said a word and it sounded like fuck to me. <laughs> so I went, duck. And then since I, I thought to myself, no, nah, it wouldn't be dirty. Every word after that sounded dirty. No matter <laughs> what she said, everything. I was just like, oh, what have I done? Everything I managed to translate into a dirty word. So I was just winging it. I just had to you, completely wing the test. <laughs> you had to ignore your brain at that point. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, tell me what you hear. It was, tell me what you don't hear kind of thing. <laughs> tell me the exactly. opposite of what you hear. What I've done is I've learned to take parts of words and make up what I think I'm hearing due to the conversation. But we've got to I a thought, point where like, I was going, meh, eh, buh. And then the whole word. Hearing. Yeah, that's what I didn't know. I oh, thought yeah. this story was going to go the direction of the, the audiologist or whatever her name was sits behind you and says things and you were going to be sat there for like 10 minutes waiting for the exercise to start and she'd been talking the whole time. <laughs> I do that with my hearing test. They have a little beeper and you've got to press it when you hear the beep. And um, Kirsty was in the room with me once and I sat there waiting and I looked at her and she was going... And and I was like, she's sitting there like, press the fucking button. <laughs> through the headphones so I was just sat there like <laughs> waiting for it to go <laughs> you sat there like dead alert like oh I'm gonna get this first time and there's been like you're sat there hyping yourself up and there's already been three beeps and you're going I'm gonna get it I'm gonna get it <laughs> exactly oh, it's always fun always fun right well I think that's about it for episode five because we've, we've both got yeah. things to do we've both got to get to bed yeah I'll work tomorrow well, everybody yeah. check out Jake's YouTube channel. He started uploading gaming videos, definitely gaming. Yes. Yeah, play on words. Got... <laughs> yeah, we finally got there. Finally uploading stuff. Right, I'll roll the outro song. Thanks for watching, everybody. Remember, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Pick us up anywhere you want. Remember to leave a like and subscribe if you want to follow along. Yes, and if you, if you are listening on iTunes rate us five stars or rate us anything because it all helps get us up further up the charts and stuff so uh thanks for watching everyone we'll see you next week bye